All right, we are back. Hey, what's up, guys? Have you missed us? Because we're here. It's Levi and AD, the Blacklight Boys. Them Blacklight Boys. <laughs> Them Blacklight Boys are just doing the thing. We are casting Blacklight <laughs> onto the industry like a like a flash, like a black like a blacklight like a blacklight. <laughs> we should sell blacklight T-shirts that are like blacklights. Like when you put them on, under the under a light, it shows the name. like a Polaroid okay. under a light that shows. It'd just be a black T, black text. When you go under a blacklight, the word blacklight Whoa, appears. Whoa, that's such a great idea. I actually really like that. Um, oh wow, we haven't done that in a while. I feel like that was really good. That was a really good one. It's like a little nasally. I had a a friend and be like, dude, you should make an app for us and or for like um our commercial business. And he's like, dude, I'll make it. You just literally open the app, you push the name of the studio, and then it'll make like that. It'll make the air, yeah, horn, make the air noise. horn noise. I'm like, that'd be amazing. And yeah. you, if you push the button in the right order, like something like you get a coupon code or you get like a a photo to download or something. Yeah, yeah. I would love that personally. Yeah. Just like a personal uh, app. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Uh, it's literally so fun and useless, but you can also use it all the time. Because you yeah, can use have a conversation and be like... Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Gosh, uh, let's talk about pheromones. <laughs> 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 okay, so what, we're, what, we're, what I'm saying is there's this idea, or like apparently they did studies, right? Yeah. That where they had these people run on a treadmill... And to get their like pheromone, like their scent. Where like are these studies from, by the way? These studies. <laughs> People are out there doing studies, man. Like at a college. Okay. Right. And uh, so, let's say they have five guys do the thing, right? Run and doing, uh, getting all sweaty, getting their their pheromones, and you know. And then they had, let's say, five different women come in and smell each shirt and rate them from stinkiest to. Not least stinky, stinky to least, most stinky. Yeah, 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 least stinky to most stinky. But, and then what they did was they did sort of like uh, the blood test, or they took the the test of all the people to see what pre-existing conditions they might have or what what uh, sort of illnesses they might be predisposed for. You know what I mean? I know, uh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm and so what they found was, uh, let's say, the lady who didn't find... The guy's thing most uh, stinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that person, they were more compatible. Like they were less likely to uh, give have offspring that might have a certain disease. Like they, mm. like let's say, I had the like the trait for webbed feet or something. Okay. You know, I, it, it was more serious than yeah, that. Yeah. But I had the you know webbed feet, and if. It's a lot of stuff that went into this little thing. But if I didn't think that you stunk, then you probably didn't have the trait for web feet. Mm. And so one could say that by scent or what scent was more uh, favorable, that uh, you were somehow internally more attracted to mm -hmm. someone who would also would produce favorable traits in your offspring. Mm. So when you say you don't think that Hillary stinks, maybe you literally don't think that she stinks. She's like, I stink. And you're like, no, you smell like roses. And that's what's going on, is that maybe you're, you guys are so compatible 
that it's it's literally an internal like the universe uh, the uh, the evolutionary yeah, process is like no you smell amazing because <laughs> that means our children are going to be I think that's a one way really street healthy. though because Hillary is often I'm like man I think I smell and she's like yeah you do <laughs> like, <laughs> when you smell yeah yeah huh yeah that no but, that's so interesting. it's, it's a one, so this evolutionary dynamic only goes one way yeah or Hillary just has a really acute sense of smell yeah or she she often tells me that my sense of smell is broken because she's like you don't smell things the way you're supposed to but you taste really you, you, i taste or, i taste things finally i feel like you talk about coffee like i i think well so hillary is currently um on a she's exploring uh, nutritional therapy for schooling and apparently there's like some d- deficiencies like as i think it's like a zinc deficiency that can result in um, not being able to taste or smell as uh, oh. strongly as if you had adequate zinc. So are you taking zinc pills? Um, I am, but apparently because they can help you with cold sores. Cause I've, ever since I was a little kid, I'd get cold sores. And apparently if you, that can also result from a zinc deficiency. Oh, well, that, it's not from like making out with the wrong person. Or I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think that can <laughs> when happen. When you think, were a little kid, did I, you make out with the wrong person? <laughs> I think, I think you can happen if you get the full on herpes. Oh, um, okay. but there's also the, uh, Ooh. Oh, okay. the herp as they call it in the, the streets. Is that what they call it in the streets? Yeah. The herp. I got the herp. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really cool disease to the get. The lip herp. The yeah. herp, the herp locker. <laughs> I got the lip herp herp. I got the herp herp herp. Um, yeah, but as a, I always, I've had cold sores since I was a kid. Apparently zinc can help with that. Uh, also, is I don't as you can if you're listening and you know anything about science you can tell that we don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, but aren't turn this pheromones off. only for women? No, women have pheromones and men have something else. Like what? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe so. Maybe that's what the way the test was done. I just did that from memory from like ten years ago. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you were saying maybe the women ran and the men smelled their. Yeah, I just, I don't even know. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't even know. If, You're saying uh, me, women only have pheromones or women can only smell no, pheromones? No, no, I'm just saying, like, um, I thought there was, like, I thought, I, again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I thought there was two different, because they're, um, they're hormones. Uh, I thought the pheromones were, women had pheromones and men had something else, a different. Oh, like, I see like what you're saying. I have like both. That, but I don't I know. Have, I have um, both. But, no, 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 not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out, but I, if you know anything about science, you should let us know and correct us because there's a good chance that uh, we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is not a science podcast. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> I don't want to be confused. Yeah. yeah people gonna, here's what's going to happen. People are going to go out there and be like, yo, I listened to a podcast one time <laughs> <laughs> where I did these studies. Yeah. And it's like... Or they're just going to go out smelling people at the bar and like, oh my gosh, he smells like roses based on his pheromones. I love him. Basically, yeah, we should be together. <laughs> please don't do that. No, please do that. Please do that. Yeah, please do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, wow. I want to give a shout out to uh, to a listener. Um, and I, I feel badly because I feel like there's a good chance I'm going to mispronounce this name. Um, but I'm going to go with Jako Prela. From Finland, who uh, messaged us. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why man? did you say his name like that? I'm just trying to pronounce it. Let me it. see the phone. Okay. Let me see the phone. Here. Hold on, guys. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nikki, your turn. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I understand that I cannot say that correctly. Okay. But so, I do know. I'm, I do know this. My last name is Jaja. J A J A. Right. 
but a lot of people try to put their thoughts on it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I've gotten yaja or yaha. I'm like, doesn't even make sense. I know. I'm like, why? If you didn't know, why wouldn't you just go with what it looks like? Yeah, you know, it looks like J A J A. I understand haha. You know, you know, a lot of uh, Spanish speaking people mm. will text me. Online, they're like, like, is that ha, really, ha, yeah, ha, is that really your last name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's like, how if you're typing in Spanish, like laughing, you would type J A J A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in turn, when I'm laughing online, it's very often well, I'll go ja ja. <laughs> 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 it's actually very funny. Uh, okay, so anyways, yeah. um, our, our friend has has said, hey, when are you guys releasing an episode? It's dark in Finland already, so need that black light. Keep it up. Cheers in the best. So. That's real nice. Yeah, listen, we are sorry. You know, you guys know how it is. We've been busy. You've been busy. It's like apparently October is the most. Uh, I think it's like the busiest month of weddings. Yeah, no longer is it like September. April or was it September? I always thought September was the busiest. I thought it was like June. You know, like spring and everything, flowers. But it's like October. It's like yeah, and the weather's nice. And anyway, I was super busy. You were traveling around. Yeah, um, and so. So we we, uh, we had to put the the pod on the, put the on the back porch. Yeah. Ooh, we had to pause the pod. Pause, yeah. We had to pause the pod. But we are back, and things that things are changing and growing. And whoa, what are you talking about? What's well, what's changing and growing, Levi? Well, mostly what's changing. Um, I posted this week about officially moving away from Canon gear and switching systems, and I'm switching wow. to Sony systems. Wait, I want to I want to talk about that, but I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, um, you abandoned the blue, bro. I did. <laughs> you abandoned the blue. I did. We yeah. haven't talked about this. We, there's a lot. We I know it's there's been, a lot we haven't talked about. Lots going on in two weeks. Yeah, a lot. Like okay. for me too. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where do you, Where do you want to start? I want to start with abandoning the blue. Okay. What happened? Because, all right. I'm just going to give it to you straight. Give it to me straight, bro. All right. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Levi did a rebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long ago? Um, that was, I relaunched the website and stuff over the summertime, sometime of the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you went super bold. Yeah. You were like, you're going to do this, what would you even call the color blue? Wait. I mean, it was like a very, it was like royal blue, but very, very bold. It was very blue, very bold. Very blue, and it was throughout your website, mm-hmm. and it was on your Instagram. The back of all your images yeah. had this blue thing, and honestly, at first, I was like, "Dang, that's bold!" Like you were going for it, but then after a while, I settled into it. I, I'm not gonna lie; I was like, "That Levi's posting, like that's a thing." Huh. But I did think that maybe it did do the thing that I thought you were thinking it would do. Mm-hmm. Like you stood out. It was like. No one else in the industry is bold enough to do this, but I also hope that people are looking at your images, right, and not looking at the blue. But bro, then you abandoned the blue. I abandoned the blue, and there was a part of me that was sad. It was almost like here in Denver we have the uh, the Denver Bronco. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, at first cute. it was a little jarring, but then it's like no, no, this is the Denver Bronco. This is it. This is the thing. The thing on the yeah. way to the airport. And so I'm just being as honest as possible. Because at first I was like, whoa, 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 Levi, what are you doing? And then I was like, no, 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 it's cool. It's like, that's the thing. That's that's what Levi does, the blue, you know? 
And then and then you abandoned the blue. And I abandoned the blue. Talk yeah. to me about your thought process. Okay, man. Well, so the uh, the website still. First off, if you want to look check out the blue, you can go to my website because it, it's still there on my website. It's still the accent color. It's white and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it. I'm still going to use it on my website. I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, the thing with Instagram, there's a couple of reasons why. I, so I, what I was going to do is um, have it behind be the background of all my images, put my photos on top of the blue, and then have my whole feed be like filled with that blue. Now, what I, what people didn't realize is, but it was actually, the color changes from when I first posted till recently. Um, I built out a color gradient that every three images would have the same color gradient and it would change. So as you went from bottom to top, it would get lighter a little bit. Yeah, I've um, seen a couple sites like that. So where, it's going to yeah. go, so that'd be on the Instagram where it would go like a little bit lighter. You wouldn't really notice it initially, but then as you scroll down, you would see this mm-hmm. change. It's basically to go back and forth mm-hmm. with that. Sure. Um, the pro- here's a couple problems that happened though. Uh, well, here's why, here's why I did in the first place. I started that. The reason I did in the first place is that, um, while I'm still shooting weddings, I'm doing more commercial work and shooting more for commercial clients. And one of the things we're trying to do more of is do creative direction and kind of guidance and, and thought leadership essentially for, even if it's not an industry level, it's on the client level saying, Hey, I want my clients to know in the commercial realm that like, Hey, it's not just about. Um, the photography, it's about the vision behind the photography mm-hmm. and having a very bold and stark like ex- execution mm-hmm. kind of show guys like, hey, I'm willing to stand out and not um, go along with the pack. Sure. So that was the intention behind it. And so I went with it. This is for your personal site, not for a set. This or, is for, no, this is for my personal yeah, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Because yeah. okay, I, I wanted you. to kind of position what I'm doing is not just photography, but creative direction. Dope. Um, so I did that and I am a big fan of it and I liked it a lot, but I noticed immediately engagement like just went tanked mm-hmm. engagement with imagery was just like gone mm-hmm. um which is a bummer because i'm like i want the whole point of doing it is to be is like get people to see your work and engage yeah. with it yeah um so that was a bummer second thing is that i had to create everything in photoshop essentially to, before i posted it and it was just it meant that it took a lot longer for images to get live on mm-hmm. this, for me to share them it's mm-hmm. just like i have all this work i want to show but it's going to take me i just need time to do it and maybe yeah it doesn't take super long to go into photoshop but i had to pick three images at a time i had to pick the same color and I have to like kind of sequence them out. And if I posted two, but then I wanted to post another image, I'd go back and change it. It ended up being that um, it was it was just work. It was like cumbersome to keep up with, which is okay, fine. Sure, but sure. Like, it was like, which I'm, I'm okay with doing the work, but it just for me, it was like, man, I feel like I have other things to focus on that like taking the time to cure this feed didn't get the priority that it should have had probably. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm sitting on work I shouldn't be sitting on. Hmm. So it made more sense for me to say, you know what? If people, if one, my engagement's going down, people aren't connecting with the work, um, and two, I'm not able to get stuff out there as often, it means that, like, I'm probably having, it's not having the effect I wanted to have, which is people, less people are seeing my work, and I'm posting less work. And I'm like, I want people to, I want to post more work, and I want people to see that I'm, what I'm working on. Sure. So, yeah, I had, uh, I decided to move away from the blue. But maybe it'll come back. Abandon the blue. But, All right, that makes sense. That but makes yeah, sense. I wanted yeah, that, good know, reasons. Yeah. Sure. Right on, man. Um... Yeah, that's you, a lot. You mentioned some things are changing, AD. Whoa, Levi, yeah. what? What? Uh, let's see, what's changing? Let's go easy first. Um, I started doing these really amazing work sprints with Sachin. Okay. And it is probably the most, like, it's a really fun and, like, intentional moment of work. And so if people are out there are like, oh, I need to get things done, you might find a buddy and do these like accountability work sprints. And so w- what we do is we're just like, hey, for the next three hours on Monday or whatever day we're doing it, 
Uh, we're going to have a call and we're going to outline the things we really want to do in the next three hours. And like, we're really intentional about how much time we're going to spend. So for example, for me, it's like, I want to email 10 cold planners that I don't know. Um, and, uh, and introduce myself and introduce my work. And I want to, let's say I want to send 10 emails and I want that to take, uh, 45 minutes. And then, uh, the next one is like today, I also want to blog and then at the beginning of all of this, we sort of gave, gave ourselves these goals, like for Instagram or whatever, for our businesses. And so we want to achieve these goals by the end of like three months, but action, little literal action items, hmm. and then accountability during the doing of them. And then we have a call at the end. And so... So you're not, you're not on the call... No, we don't do them not, during. Okay. Yeah, we're not we working a, together like on a Google Hangout. You are, no, no, okay. no. We just so literally we're both working. We have the call and we're like, all right, today I want to do ten emails and I want to do one Instagram post and I want to schedule out posts for this and I also want to email this person and I want to uh, whatever it is. Sure. What I, you know, we have a host of different things, especially Sachin because he's like all over the place, yeah. just doing all sorts of stuff. Um, and so and then we get off the call and we're like, all right tight working we're working and then i text him like hey 10 emails done it's 45 minutes moving on to this you know blah 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 then you work 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 text hey this is done we're moving on to this and it's been so good because there's so many things that uh i might just put in in my mind i put on the shelf yeah and i'm like all right now i'm gonna do that shelf item during the work sprint and i get so much done in three or four hours as opposed to like all right, I'll get to that tomorrow and I'll do that later. It's like, then I I I don't feel any pressure while I'm editing to do all the other things that I should be doing. Right, right. But when I do the things I should be doing, those emails, literally I sent some emails out two weeks ago and I booked a wedding from it. You yeah. know, like within like a week, they were like, oh, we actually have one for you. And the yesterday I sent emails and one of the planners got back to me and was like, oh, we love your work. We're putting you on our preferred vendor list. And I'm like, dope the other one was like hey we should just chat that'd be cool dope i have a meeting in in a week from that planner from another planner dope you know it's like that intentional three-hour period has gone so much further than the three hours of work that i'm putting into it so i'm actually seeing the Mm. seeing the work uh come to fruition i was gonna ask you two questions that was gonna be one of the questions like what have you have you seen results from already Yeah. yeah um and also like like for me, one of my sprints was blogging yesterday. So I blogged a little engagement shoot uh, and then uh, doing that Instagram story. And so I just yeah. worked on it and then got the Instagram story out. And then uh, in the next month or few weeks, I'll just get a plan of attack for Instagram yeah. just because I don't do that. And so uh, it's actually been really helpful to do it. And so if, I don't know if you're out there and you're like, hey, how do we attack the next month of off season right. to make sure that we get, you know, you actually work as opposed to, you know, just, I don't know, sitting around Yeah, having someone that's accountable. It's like, Hey, this is exactly what you're going to do in the next 30 minutes. And then after 30 minutes, you're not working on that anymore. You're moving on to this thing. Right. And it's been super helpful. Love um, it. um, so if you, if those of you were listening, don't know Sashin, he is a photographer in British Columbia and, uh, Vancouver. And he also runs arc, um, a, or the experience by arc, which is in a conference in, uh, in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, it's coming um, up at the end of the month, actually. Yeah. Yeah, or so end of next month. Why Why do you think um, Sashin is a good work partner for you? Because you and Sashin have been, you guys have been friends for years, but you guys have been doing these little, the kind of like things like this for a yeah, while. Yeah, we've always well, been doing a, a sort of accountability check-ins, but this time it's like we're going to do, we're going to check in after 
the three hour mark. That's new for us. Mm-hmm. Cause we, before we were like, all right, what do you want to do in the next week? And then the week goes and you don't actually do it. Right. Now it's like, no, you're going to, you're running. You're literally like, do it right now. Text me when it's done. Do yeah. the next thing. Text me when it's done. Um, and so it's good. Uh, and he's good for him. Good for us because he's not in my market here. He doesn't live in Colorado. He lives in Vancouver. And so any work that I'm doing, anything that I'm talking about is not a direct competition. Right. Not that even if he lived here, it wouldn't work, but it just helps because he is very far away. So I can ask him anything. I can yeah. talk to him about my work. I can talk to him about anything. And he's a very like equal photographer, but separate entity from Adonia Jaja. Like, yeah. And so our businesses don't collide or cross paths in any way. And so... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been wonderful. That's and he's awesome. also just like inspiring to talk to and all that. So it's good. That was, um, that's awesome. I love that. Um, there's another change that you've had. Oh, Levi. And, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, those of you who are, who are listening, if you're not from having watched AD's Instagram stories from yesterday, uh, or yesterday, was, yesterday, right? Yeah. 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 What? You know, you what are you talking there's, about? There are some things, <laughs> there are some, there are some colors uh, that you'll see in Eddie's oh, photos that, uh, oh, that you may not have, like, oh. have seen in in six or seven years. Yeah, and, and that color is uh, a it's, little bit of a, a, a yellow tint that has sure. been known in the streets as uh, sepia or sepia, sepia. or daguerreotype. Um, or uh, the so fancy with this daguerreotype. This is daguerreotype. He doesn't want to say sepia, so he says daguerreotype. Um, um, okay, here's a deal, AD. Sepia, whatever I'm gonna call it sepia. Okay, sepia has been out of style for like seven years. Mm-hmm. People, it was a thing. It was like uh, that thing when you had one color, everything was black and white, but um, every one color was left. Like oh, red. selective tones, yeah, selective, selective, selective color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sepia has come and gone, and is I'm on this this journey. Um, but you are bringing it back. Talk, sure. talk to us about daguerreotype and you're ready because hmm. here, here's the deal I do I do mean to be condescending about sepia as a whole because it's just hilarious that it was we all we all did it at one time, point in time so I'm joking myself included because we all did it it all it looked looked bad then it looks bad now but we all did it anyways but I'll be honest that your daguerreotype sepia images are amazing Thank maybe you. sepia as a whole isn't bad maybe it's just that we over we it got overplayed it's just like people use it because it was they could yeah your images are killer. Talking about this daguerreotype. Okay, so this is a, this is a long answer, but the the short the question is very long. Yeah, so sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I use it. It's great. Now, um, I think the short of it is that I think sometimes as photographers we stop ourselves from looking at the long history of photography that came before us, right? So there are a host of masters, there are a host of uh, image makers that came before us who were out there like hustling and we're not just as cuz we're a wedding photographer we look at like i don't know fearless to for inspiration and we're like oh this is what's awesome right now but there are things that have gone across time that have always been timeless or there are things that have gone across across time where you can look at trends and see how they're happening but and they always come and resurface not all not everything but oftentimes trends have that ability mm-hmm. For everything that we do to be a trend. So even the word timeless is a trend at a moment in time. Like right now, what I think of as timeless might not be the same thing that people thought was timeless, you know, 100 years ago. You know, wedding photography is young, but we still have masters. And so I 
I make it a point to study those masters to, to get inspiration from old photos. And I love the idea of timelessness. And I love uh, what lends itself to a black and white photo. And I think we all have our reasons why we make a photo black and white. I think some there is some part of me that I, I make a photo black and white in order to draw attention to some part. It doesn't need to be in color. And so it needs the black and white just says, hey, look at the way the light is playing or look at the emotions in this in this photograph. Color might make you look at all the overall like beauty of the photo, whereas black and white sometimes lets you focus in on a thing. Yeah. I think that for me, there's another, there's a third element that the daguerreotype or the sepia goes towards. And for me, it's this idea of elegance that is something that I've wanted in my work. And I used to do it when I first started shooting. I started looking at my old work. I was like, oh, why did I stop doing that? Like I used to do this a lot with everybody else. But then at some point I stopped doing it. But I had, you know, I just, so I made a preset and I was like, all right, what does this look like? What what does it feel like? And it doesn't work for every photo. It, It, everyone that's black and white, there's a reason it's black and white. And then the ones that are, daguerreotype or or sepia there's a reason it, it it really does bring out this sort of like extra bit of elegance or i i love what um rodney smith says about the otherworldliness like he's creating images in a world that doesn't exist mm. and it's the same thing that um susan sontex says is like we either create and we photograph a world that exists or a world that we'd like to exist and so these daguerreotype images they, I want to live in that world of imagery that I'd mm. like, of a world that I'd like to exist, and they help elevate the imagery in a way that is like a little bit more romantic or a little bit more like sometimes the, the imagery feels golden or and so I don't know. That's that's the the long answer I mm. guess is that I'm I'm following the path of the people who came before me and I'm like, hey, look at this thing like this thing has a little extra this or a little extra that and you're right. On a whole, the thing that people do with trends is they play them out and they, they overplay them and sepia just became a thing. You know, oh, pretty right. girl, put sepia on it. Boom, wing, nice. And that happened happened with layers when layers were a thing. Oh, textures, texture that photo. Boom, now everything's textured. And it was like too much. It's like, and eventually we play out these trends. Right now there's all these trends for, maybe it was like a few months ago, but people were shooting through copper rings mm-hmm. and... Uh, and putting Vaseline on their lenses. And I think it's still cool in the way that even we talked when yeah. we started the pod, we talked about like red filters and, you know, how these trends, they do a thing and they're not unnecessary. They actually make the photo feel a certain way, but then we overplay them and we forget why we did it in the first right. place. And so we, we just shoot through a copper ring at a dog and it's like, wait, why, why is that copper? Why is that flare there? It doesn't lend itself to the overall right. theme of the photo. And so me, I'm just like, remember what feels right for each image. Yeah. This feels correct. Like it should be daguerreotype. It, it should be. Maybe there's one that should be blue. I, I don't know. But, oh. you know. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's what I'm saying. It, it sh- there's, I think the images speak to us. At some point, as, as image makers, uh, in sort of this vein of art, like we're, we are photographers that come after this line, that there's a reason they did daguerreotype. When you look at all those right. old tintype photos and all that, there's a feeling that you get of nostalgia when you get them. And that's, 
that's how we exist. It's there. Mm. And so tapping into it is part of our, is, is correct. I, I just think people do it wrong, you know, and I'm hoping to do it right, you know, and that's, that's where that came from. Well, I like that, man. Yeah. I think there's an element too with, um, curation that I think as, and I think all of us as photographers or artists of any kind, or even just people in general, we are all curating to some degree. Some of us are doing a better job than others. Sure. And that's just the way it goes. And, um, cause I think it's, people don't often put thought into the curation or it's a kind of an afterthought. And I think the, the mentality that people have is like, if something is missing, we should add, mm. we add, add, mm. add until it feels right. And typically like the way curation typically works strongest is like the opposite. Like when things, when something's missing, you take away and take away, you, you strip things down mm. until, um, you remove all the unnecessary things versus adding in things that are. And so I think that's a, um, when you mentioned like the copper ring and the dog, it's like, I think people have done that with like textures this, or they took a photo, like it's missing something. So like they put it into black and white or sepia. Then they, then they said, well, it's missing something. It's still not right. So they put a texture on it. Then it, yeah. and it keeps like, it be build out these crazy trends of people doing stuff to add something when they're really trying to do is maybe make an image that isn't interesting, mm. like stand out. And right. instead of that, but it's like maybe in, in camera, it's like we need to strip down what's there and say, let's take things away. Let's get rid of the clutter. Let's get rid of the ba- distracting background. Let's actually like make it, um, let's cure it in camera or then do our job at the end of it to like really Yeah, no, I it. think that editing should enhance, should just show what your intent was. Right. That's it. If you're editing to enhance the photo or to make it into uh, something that it wasn't, then maybe you're you're in a different industry. Maybe yeah. you're in a different part of, you know, of photography. It's still photography, but if you're doing it to change everything about the photo, right. but if editing, when you're, you know, actually doing your post processing on a photo, it should be to as for me, it is to tell you what I saw. Yeah. And so I if I saw that little bit of light over there reflecting on this person. Editing, the way I edit the photo is to make sure that your eye looks at that thing. If I make it black and white, it's because, well, the color is detracting from the fact that that thing is over there, right. so you should look at that thing. Or if I'm layering in color, it wouldn't make sense for me to do it in black and white or sepia because I need you to see that right. this is red, that girl's dress is red, and this thing over here is red, and the way I compose them is interesting. Right. And so I it the, it should be in color. The, the blues make sense in this photo. The but if not, then what am I doing? Now I'm just editing and putting a putting a skin on everything to make it look, you know, hip and cool. And that's when you lose it. That's right. when it's just okay. You're not doing anything. You're just you're just producing a mass of pictures as opposed to taking photographs that actually mean something. I'm on a rant. Here we go. Woo! Listen to me, flow. <laughs> My name is Ad, and I got to go. Come on, Levi. <laughs> Get on the mic. I need you to rap and get with my hype. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, that's pretty good. It's probably my best rap to date. <laughs> to date or today? To date. Mm, dang. Yeah. Speaking of dating, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought that's what you were trying to ask me all this time. Oh no, no, no. It's like, what's new, AD? I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but there is a lady. She's nice. But that's all I'm going to say about this. All right. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I've said too much. I'm like, I, I, I wasn't going to go there, but you went there. Well, so. I thought you were trying to get there. I wonder if she listens to this podcast. Um, we'll find out when, yeah, based on when text she's you like, get listen, later on. listen, I heard you talking about me and we're done. <laughs> like, no, no. 
<laughs> uh, Levi, you seem to have a date with Sony. <laughs> How about that segue, bro? That's a, that's a segue. You like that? That's a strong segue. Thank you, sir. Um, yes. So another big thing that's, that's occurred in my life is that I am officially moving off of Canon hmm. onto the Sony systems, which hmm. is that's something I said earlier. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that's... Um, that's is this big for you? Is this... I think it's big. I think it's a big deal. Are you sad a little? I'm sad. I'm not sad a little. I'm sad a lot, actually. Why are you doing it? Here's why. Okay. Let me... <laughs> like, let me, let me like your let hand. Me take like, it on a journey. Here's why. Okay. <laughs> bring it down. Bring here's it down. why. Let's here's why. Look. Okay. <laughs> I have felt for a decent amount of time that Canon has not been keeping up with technology. That they have not been doing their best to release thing, like up-to-date gear. Um, they're... 5D series, like they're the Mark III, then the Mark IV. Um, they are they come out every couple of years, and I feel that the technology isn't necessarily like stepping up as fast as it could. And other brands like Fuji and Sony in particular, mm-hmm. uh, both those brands are really releasing a lot of stuff. And Nikon as well. Like Nikon's doing more than Canon, but Sony and Fuji are really releasing a lot of stuff. And um, now I want everyone to be clear: I'm not a gearhead in any in any way. Wait, really? Yeah, I feel like you're a gearhead. I'm not a gearhead. I mean, you're like an Apple head. Like I love always... Apple, but I also worked for Apple. So I, I know more about Apple stuff because I worked for them. Okay. Um, but in terms of like camera gear, I'm not a gearhead. Um, okay. So I just have felt like, man, like I wish my, my 5D – the things I care most about are um, like sensor strength, essentially. Like what's what's the dynamic range and how good is the sensor? Those mm-hmm. things I care about. I feel like the, in Canon, uh, sensors have been fine, um, but the – I feel Fine. like the dynamic range has not been great. And so dynamic range is going to be like what kind of latitude you get and what can be what – like for example, if you're shooting um, outside and if your sky's blown out but like the foreground is you sure. know, is not – like just so people – I don't want to like talk over people if they're not familiar with dynamic range. Just basically getting as much data in, in the image as possible. Right. And that's it might be why you might shoot medium format right. versus – Yeah, and it's usually it's your yeah. sensor that impacts that the most. Yeah. Um, so I feel like 5D Mark IV has been fine. I, I loved my Mark III's when I had them. The color on my Mark III's is my favorite color I've had in any camera. Hmm. Um, but then when Mark IV came out, I felt like the camera was better, but the color was worse. And then I felt like I didn't get what I wanted out. It was fine. It was great. When I released it, was great. But now it's been like a couple years. I'm like, man, I feel like technology should be improving. And Canon released the EOS R, their mirrorless camera. But it only had one card slot in it. And I'm like, I can't buy a card... I, yeah. can't, I can't, it's like, I think it's an injustice to my clients and myself and then it's that insurance policy. Like, I'm not going to shoot on one card. I want to dual back up to both cards. Yeah. Um, What's the card? Is it SD? Yeah. SD? SD. Not XQD? XD, or, yeah, yeah. It's just an it's SD. SD. Wow. So, um. It's so apparently that, is it XQD? What is the new, the new card? I think, it, I thought it was just XD, but it could be XQD. Again, like, I'm not the gearhead. I know, I know what you're talking about. I thought it was the XD though. Apparently they haven't had any of them fail. Really? Yeah. But not a lot of people are using them. So what are you going to say? Yeah. But anyway, continue. Um, so my business partner in set, he shoots Sony and I've been kind of like, I've been looking, I, I just didn't want to switch to a new system because like, it's just a lot of work and mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of nostalgia with Canon. Canon is like where I grew up as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I shot my first destination weddings, first big travel weddings, first stuff that felt really emotional for me. Mm. But he was shooting Sony. He's the stuff he's getting is great. I feel like the camera qualities are are the cameras are just as good if, and they're better than what's the Canon has out right now. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not really tied like to Canon. I love that Sony stuff is lightweight. It's the bodies are much lighter. Um, so I'm like, you know what? It's probably time to just move on. I'm shooting with Sony but consistently. Were you getting things on the Sony on his Sony 
that you couldn't get on your Canon? That's my question. I feel like the autofocus is better on Sony than it was in Canon. I feel like the shutter speed was the continuous shutter was faster. Like Which Sony? Clicks. I'm uh, a seven three. Okay. Yeah. So what are you going for? I'm gonna go for the a seven three. Not the four. And the a seven R three. All right, a seven R. But not the four, not the newer one. Um, possibly. I haven't decided. I have an a seven three right now, and mm. I'm gonna buy another body. I'm either gonna buy the a seven R three or the a seven four. Um, I want to. I haven't tried the a seven four yet, so I want to give it a shot and just kind of like play with it a little bit. Um, I haven't decided which body I want to get yet either, but I have an A7 III, which would be my backup camera. Wait, wait, A7, is it the A, not the A9s? Or not the A9s. Not at all? I guess I don't know the A7-3s. I only know the A7-R-3 and 4. Yep, so A7-R-3. So they have the A7... Do you remember uh, when we said we wouldn't talk about gear on this podcast? A7-R-3, Well, the thing is, <laughs> I'm already talking over my head. because That's I, totally fine. But, yeah. um... So A7 III is actually newer than A7R3, but A7R3 has some tech kind of that, like better like touch screens and things like that in the back mm-hmm. of the camera. Um, A7R4 is the newest camera. It just came out. I am open to that one too. The, uh, here's the next thing that's just funny for, for me is like my first initial like gut reaction to saying no to the A7R4 was I'm like, I don't need files that are that big. The files were like, I don't know, 60 megabytes. Or like, they're like, it's like 60 this, megabytes. This, this leads me to my question yeah. for you. And for everyone out there. Now, at what point do we not, does technology, is it okay to stop being up with technology? Yeah. For example, 4K screens. It's pretty dope. Do I need 8K or am I, is this my old man head thinking? It's like, it's, it already looks fine. Like, I don't need another... <laughs> 4,000K to look at, you know, to film yeah. in, or at what point does when is the dynamic, enough enough? yeah. yeah. The, so, for that's what that's what people's uh, uh, thing is with with film, uh, I think, is that for a while, uh, film was work, they were working really, really hard to get to a point where it was amazing. It was like the top of the yeah. the game. And they got there with some of those amazing film cameras. Oh, the dynamic range is insane. It's really great. It's better than digital. And Well, uh, at some, some sure. points, right. Yeah. And so they were working so hard to get there, and then it was at the top of its game. So the film cameras that are cheaper, that may, it might be now, like if you're shooting medium format, your range is amazing because they work to get it to a certain point. Right. And then we went to digital and went to like one megapixel or, yeah. you know, and it was like really crap. And then we started building back up again. And now we're, I think we're comparable or if not a lot better, if you're going to go for like uh, really huge medium format cameras, right. like we don't shoot with those often at weddings. Some people do, but for a digital one, it's a lot of beef. Right. And so, I mean, well, I guess there's this idea that most of the your favorite photos that you've ever seen were taking were taken on camera systems that are far less advanced Correct. than the one that you have Correct. now. Yeah. Every master that you've looked at, every photo in a book, the it's photo taken on a worse camera than you're shooting. Right yeah, now. it could have been yeah. taken on a crap film camera, yeah. and you're like, "That's what I want to be." Right. So, at what point do we say, "Why is technology? Is the advancement of technology so important for you?" As you, as you're moving, you know, why do you? Yes. You said the Mark Four is like that's your favorite color. Mark Three, yeah. yeah. Mark Three, Mark sorry. Three, yeah. um, and so I think of it like as a toolbox. Like in this toolbox, I have things that do a certain thing. And yeah. so, at what point do we say, "Hey"? 
this shot requires a Mark Four or a Mark Three, which is a less advanced camera technology. But what I get from it is is way more advanced right. than any other thing. Well, initially I was dragging my feet on what I was going to do is sell my Mark Fours and just go back to Mark Threes. That was what I was really going to do. Um, the reason I ended up switching, and the reason is one is like with me and Josh with set, we're shooting together on a much more regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so having the color matchup was that sure. was like this makes the most sense to match up color yeah. because we did we've done. This week, this week, we thirteen shoots in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. and so um, it's a lot more work. To it's a lot more work. I'm like, correct. yeah, and like it's yeah. so. I'm like, okay, it makes more sense to have the, the color matching between these cameras because mm-hmm. I it's easier for me to color match with you when I when we shoot together than me like than me. You know, I could, who, it doesn't really matter. When I'm shooting solo, um, but I'm like that's a big deal. Um, the second thing is that the work I'm shooting for commercial stuff is so different than wedding stuff in terms of like the needs that I have. For example, for commercial, we're shooting a lot of automotive things, so we're shooting like. We really want super fast autofocus, um, so we'll update autofocus because we're shooting like cars in motion. And with weddings, like yeah, you, it's, you have people walking and moving, but they're not moving at forty-five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, I feel like the Sony autofocus is a little is better dialed in than what I have on my Mark IV. So it's like, um, yeah, no, it's listen. I'm not saying it's bad camera. No, it's just, I you think go with a Nikon D5, and that's what these sports guys are using, right. and they're kissing the game. You know, like. Uh, I, no, I, I, I'm not knocking you. No, 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 I, no. I'm just, yeah. I think it just like I think what I'm realizing is like, if honestly, if the kinds of work I was shooting weren't really different, if I was just staying and shooting only weddings, I probably would have just stayed on Canon and would have been like, it's fine. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but since the, my needs are changing slightly in terms of like what I need as a tool, um, it's like yeah, this seems like it's it seems like it's finally time to pull the trigger. Like I don't sure. I don't think I needed to pull the trigger, but like, I think it's finally time. Like if I'm gonna pull the trigger at any time, it makes sense to do it now versus a year from now or two years from now. Okay. Um, because, yeah, and it's just, you know, but I do know what you mean. I thought about that a lot because I was like, why am I shooting these Mark IVs when I'd be rather shoot, I'd prefer to shoot Mark III's? Um, yeah, I, I remember hearing, I think it was Nordica. This is years ago. Yeah. But I think by that point, maybe the D800 was out and they were shooting with D700s. Yeah. And I heard it and I was like, what? And they were getting, you know, obviously they were like getting all these amazing images. Like, how how are they doing that? Like, I don't get it. How are they doing without the best photo, you know? And it's like, oh, wait, maybe I don't need the best. Like, maybe I just need to be a good photographer. Yep. But I get for for those advancements. Right. You know, but my question is all, and and I like what you said, so it makes sense. But my question was someone's, someone's like trying to get me to switch something. I was like, show me a picture that I can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you show me something I can't do. You know, and I, I've heard people say that with the Sony's that their miss rate is far less. And so they're, because of their focus is so strong, the system's so smart. And so they're not missing a lot. And obviously you can see what's going on in the camera. And I've shot with all of them, right. not the A7R4s, but um, from the A9 to the A7R3. And um, and it is, I've shot next to the 850 and they're all amazing. I just can't beat the 850 with the Zeiss lens on it with yeah. that, uh, not the baddest, but the other one, the Otis. I Otis. just, I can't beat the image quality. Yeah. I cannot beat it. You know, and you can put those little Sony G master lenses and they're amazing, but man, there's something sweet and dreamy about the Otis. And yeah. so, and I, th- I mean, I honestly, guess I, could I think put it, on it comes Sony, down to knowing, but... knowing what you like. And I think that's the thing yeah. for me is like, oh. if you know what you like, that's the biggest thing. And if you know how to get the shot you want. That's what, that's the biggest thing. Sure. I think, and I think that's why people stay with stuff is that they, can do it. and that's why i stayed with canon for so long is like i was like i thought about switching a year and a half ago or two years ago but i was like i can do 
I have muscle memory and I know where everything's at in my body. I know how to move this really fast and how mm-hmm. to get the things I need. I know how to like adapt really quickly for a situation. And I think I'm still learning some of that stuff with Sony, which might determine what if I get the R4 or something else. Yeah. And- but even, even things like, it's just like I, I, the custom functions on Canon. Like basically you can take, um, and most cameras have this, but you can basically save a setting and then have that and then you can change it to like setting C1, C2, C3 on the Mark IV or Mark III and you have those settings saved. And I would do that all the time for like if I'm shooting a wedding, if I'm shooting inside, I get C1. If I'm shooting outside, I get C2 and I can easily switch back and forth between mm-hmm. – I, I just save my – So you're saying you're not a gearhead? Is that what you're saying? Because yeah. I never do. That's, <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, that's, like, that's, like, that's not a gearhead. That's just like me being lazy. It's like, how I do feel I do like this that's like pretty like – I don't know. Am I the lazy? What are you saying? Like I don't go in there and – so you had personalized things for different situations. So basically, like the, so basically I, what you can do is you can take your, your current ex, your exposure, mm-hmm. so your aperture, ISO, and your shutter speed, and you could save those as a custom function, custom setting. Sure, sure. You just, it was easy to do. You hit a button and say, hey, it's, whatever I have right now, save this as C1. Mm-hmm. So I go, if I'm getting, doing, getting ready with the bride, I go into a room, shoot C1. And if I'm shooting with the bride outside... And it was like daylight, and it's different. It's you know sunny day. I would shoot. I'd have, instead of having like one three sixtieth of a second, I have one eight thousandth of a second outside. So I go out there and change it, and put my ISO at hundred. I change that and record it as C two. So instead of having to go back and forth every time changing the settings, I just change C one, C two. Oh, I see what you're saying. So basically, I just have like my settings, like I have my indoor setting, my outdoor setting. I change it for every wedding. So sometimes when the bride is walking down, but you also need to shoot the groom. And the groom's like backlit, and the bride's in light. Could would you do it then? Because I'm always like, you know, scramble, scramble. I I, I save yeah. my save my shutter speed at that point, and I'm like, okay, I got my shutter speed for the groom, I got it for the bride. So I'm turning around, going, okay. I do basically do C1, C2. So it's a bride shoot C1, shoot that, change it to C2 for the groom, and it's already saved. Okay, okay. Or honestly, if it's if I don't have the time to even switch like that, I'd shoot aperture mode and just be like, I'm just gonna shoot aperture mode. Um, I've never done that. I'm not and, smart enough. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I've done that. Uh, <laughs> your eyes got so... You're like, what? I'm like, just run after that idea. <laughs> Thanks, Levi. I'm glad you think that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do, dude, that's dope, man. I like that you uh, you thought through it and that you're switching. I still think that Canon and Nikon, even though a lot of people are switching to Sony, they're still the highest used. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Canon and Nikon sell the biggest market share, like hands down. Yeah, and Nikon's trying. They've came out with their Z7 and Z6, yeah. and so um, I think Nikon's trying for sure. I think yeah. Canon is the one who's been dragging their feet the most. Yeah, and they'll be fine. Honestly, I think they'll come out with something else. And I think the reason that they couldn't put two card slides, Sony did it so quickly, and it was the battery life. Yeah. It was like they had to figure out battery mm-hmm. power. Sony's been doing this for a very long time. Right. And so they've now they figured out okay this is how what we need to do this is you know now they can have two card slots but but, for a while, the, but yeah. now the the battery life in Sony is great yeah they like had to work it, it out was, though then yeah. that's one of the reasons I was like ah, I'm not gonna switch to Sony the battery life is garbage yeah who wants to buy the first generation of a thing that's right. my my thing yeah. don't buy the first generation of a thing because they're still working things out right. Sony was so I get the draw for it now but yeah. and because it's fully customizable like every single button you can make it anything yeah. you want even the side little G Master button. You can make that on the side of the lens. You can turn that into, uh, you can make that into uh, what's it called uh, like your focus button or whatever. Oh, really? The whole that. thing is customizable. Yeah. So I they sent me uh, two A seven R threes just to shoot, just to see if I wanted to buy them, and they they were amazing. I had the guy talk me through every little hmm. function, and he was like, "Oh, do this, do this, do this." The only thing I will say about them that I wasn't happy with. Because I really want them for silent mode. Yeah. Um, I love 
the idea of not being obtrusive. And so the idea of a silent mode that's really, really good is really interesting to me. But, or that's the attractive part to me. The other the image quality and everything is, it's great. It's great. It's, there's some images that I got on them because I shot the heck out of those cameras. But the silent mode, instead of being an actual read of the sensor, is a scan of the sensor, mm. which is, a, you know, it just is. And so let's say you're taking a lot of photos in, in order in silent mode. Some of them will come out oddly distorted yeah. or weird or something. And I was like, what is going on here? And not to get too geary, but it's taking a scan. And so sometimes if you're moving, the scan of that image moves and it gets distorted. It was weird. I was like, what? So I asked the guy about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a scan. That's why. So silent mode isn't perfect yet. Yeah. But why do you need to shoot in silent mode all the time? Like, That's why I want the camera, you know? Right. And then the other thing is also when you're in silent mode um, is your refresh rate might be, you might get those like horizontal lines yeah, that yeah. go, like the banding mm-hmm. that happens. And so if you're in a place that has artificial lighting, here in the States, apparently the refresh rate is every 60th. Right. So right. Second, so 60, yeah. 120th, every right. multiple of 60. And so if you're shooting and you're getting the banding, you literally just have to shoot, make your shutter speed to an 80th right. or something not on the 60th that is on the same refresh rate as the, as the, light, as yeah. the light in right. the room. But if you don't know that, you're not going to do it. And right. you're just going to be like, why am I getting banding all the time? And so... Well, he talked me through that. He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen at this and that and this, mm-hmm. just because in the States it's, it's at 60th. I think overseas it might be 50th or something different. Uh, but literally so when you're shooting, because it might happen to you where right. you're, you know, well, so just change your refresh that, rate. I've had to have, had that happen on my Canon as well, too. Oh, really? be like, yeah, yeah. It'd be like, especially if you're tungsten, it'd be like one shot be like yellow and one shot's green, one shot's blue. Sure. And it could have cycles yeah. through or purple. Yeah. Um, but if you shoot at 160th or a multiple of that, it'll... Yeah. Well, he was saying don't shoot at 160. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't need to shoot at the refresh rate. You need to shoot off, off of the refresh, refresh rate. rate. Okay. Yeah. Because I was on Canon, it was the I need to shoot at one at a six a multiple maybe the multiplier of six. I thought it was multiplier of sixty. Yeah. Canon. Well, either way, we don't know. But either way, you had to shoot. At a, you <laughs> we had to don't sh- know. You had to shoot at a particular shutter speed to get it to look the way you want. Yeah. Just change your shutter speed, and that might yeah. fix your banding issues. We have turned this into a legitimate photo- photography podcast. This is a photography podcast. What happened? Oh my gosh! Let um, me tell you about this camera that I found at. Uh, okay. Blacklight is now a tech support podcast. Yes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, I would love if someone sent us tech support questions and we could look them up. We had to <laughs> solve them. On the spot, or oh, yeah, yeah, that'd actually be, cool. be fun to do. Like, man, not obviously, like, don't send us a ton, but send us, like, if you have a tech support thing and you want us to mostly have fun with it and not actually solve it, we could it. be like the car guys. What was that? Uh, who are those guys? Do you remember the uh, it was on like public radio or something? They were car talk, car talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to love those guys with their accents, and they're like, Oh, let me tell you about this car. Oh, oh, it looks like he did that. Yeah, I used to love them, and then. They passed away. But. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Oh, so, <laughs> sorry. It's not funny. It's not funny. That's what, I'm like, holy crap. I guess I think that's what happened. But yeah, yeah. car talk. Um, Photo talk. Blacklight talk. Camera talk. Camera talk. Listen, guys, we're not gone. We're here. We're yeah. doing blacklight. Thanks we're, for joining us for this segment of camera talk. Yeah, we're glad to be back. It's been too long. So uh, yeah. Hit us up with those tech questions. Hit us up with things that are happening in life. And we're excited to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite food? Peace. Peace.